Welcome, everyone, to the Vintage Bass Vault Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Riando, and on this podcast, we'll be discussing one of my favorite subjects vintage basses, amps, and occasionally even vintage guitars. Welcome. Hey, everyone, welcome to the very first Vintage Bass Vault Podcast. On this first episode of the Vintage Bass Podcast, I'd like to let you know a little bit about my personal background as a bassist and how it led to my passion of vintage basses. Doing a podcast was something I never set out to do, but how this idea came to be was through the many awesome conversations I've had with various people around the world who have the same love for vintage instruments as myself. Conversations of their history, the stories behind the instruments, and generally geeking out led to the idea of creating a podcast available to everyone with the same enthusiasm to hear these conversations. Whether a collector, a musician who plays as a hobby or pro, and everything in between, there seems to be no shortage of cool facts, histories, and stories to tell. In this podcast, we will do just that. Some podcasts will be just myself featuring a vintage bass or amp that has an interesting history and or story about it, and other podcasts will feature guests with the same interests. The podcast will mainly be bass-related, but occasionally I'd like to feature some vintage guitar stuff as well. Being a professional musician for so many years, I personally know some players that have some amazing vintage guitars with cool stories to share. If this describes you and something you are interested in, please take the time to hit the subscribe button to be updated about future episodes. So, as stated in the beginning, I'd like to share how I came about collecting vintage basses. I started playing around 15 years old, and my very first bass was a light blue Hagstrom bass. My father wasn't too keen about me spending too much money on an instrument until I proved I was actually serious about learning how to play, so the Hackstrom was a great starter bass. I quickly became obsessed with playing, I took private lessons, practiced relentlessly, and finally talked my dad into taking me to the local music store to get my first real bass. I say real in the fact that I had to pay for it with my own money. That made it very real. The bass I got that day was a blue, like a cobalt blue GNL L2000 bass that I still own to this day. Even at that time in my early development as a player, I could recognize the pure genius of whom I later found out was largely responsible by Leo Fender. The look, the feel, the playability, the sound, all undeniably great. Through the years, like many, I've owned a lot of basses, but always noted that most of the bass players that I loved played Fenders. So many precision and jazz basses were used on the music I listened to. Of course, there are many great instruments, but I think my love affair with Fender in particular started with my GNL. Fast forward through me actually becoming a pro player as my career, countless gigs and tours, recordings, clinics, NAM shows, teaching, etc. Let's just say I've played too many basses through the years to even start to name them all. Years later, I found myself wanting a dream bass, a 1966 all-original Fender Jazz bass. 1966, because it's my birth year, 
and Defender Jazz Bass because it's my personal all-time favorite bass. I'm sure I could blame Jaco Pastorius to a certain extent. <laughs> After some searching, I actually found one in Tucson, Arizona. I reside in Gilbert, Arizona, so Tucson is a mere hour and a half away. That day I was filled with so much excitement. Just the fact that I could touch and play an original 1966 jazz bass was crazy enough, but the fact I might even purchase it was mind-blowing. When I met with the seller, who could tell I was shaking in anticipation, he said to me, you're going to love this. He laid the case down and slowly opened it. There it was in all its glory. An all-original 1966 Sunburst Fender Jazz with lollipop tuners. I gasped. I remember just staring at it in shock until the guy asked, Are you going to play it? As I regained consciousness, I finally picked up the bass. What struck me first was how light it was in weight. The dryness of the wood through the years made an already light bass seem almost weightless. The wear was perfect and that it felt like your favorite pair of jeans. This bass was played. This bass was loved. These are my favorite ones. I have bought closet queens, basses that look like museum basses, but I prefer the ones that have been played for years. I've learned there's a reason for those kind of basses, and it's simply because they are the good ones. The bass was set up nicely, and I first played without an amp. The resonance was awesome. The feel, undeniably great. Time to plug it in. I'm so taken back with the tone of a bass that is over 50 years old. Again, the genius of Leo Fender at work. I had found my dream bass. That day started my love for vintage basses, and in particular, Fenders. There will be more about Fender musical instruments in future podcasts, as I actually have a cool history with them. From that day, I started collecting vintage basses, focusing on Fenders mainly. I've been consumed with Fender's history and all the various innovations through the years, Leo Fender in particular. Fender, Music Man, and GNL all involve the great Leo Fender. And Vintage Bass Vault was born. That's the short version of it anyways. The actual name Vintage Bass Vault started with finding something to call my personal collection of basses and vintage amps and has evolved into a website where I sell basses, and an Instagram account where I feature pics almost daily of vintage basses and bass-related material. And now, this podcast. Speaking of... Shameless plug time! You can find the Vintage Bass Vault website at simply www.vintagebassvault.com And if you're interested in receiving notifications about new bases that arrive, you can hit the subscribe button to that website. And you can visit my Vintage Bass Vault Instagram, and that is found at Ray Riando. R-A-Y-R-I-E-N-D-E-A-U. And I will include both of these links in this podcast's description. I'd also like to invite anyone to contact me that may want to be a guest on the Vintage Baseball Podcast. As always, I never tire of hearing about cool vintage instruments, especially with any interesting history and or story to tell about them. If interested, you can contact me at vintagebaseball at gmail.com 
And if you could, please include a description of what you'd like to feature and talk about. As promised, in future podcasts, we will dive into some amazing history and stories of vintage bases and other cool items. And in the next episode, we'll be talking about a 1969 Fender Precision Bass, a very popular band from the 60s, and the Shamu Tank at SeaWorld. An incredible story. You're going to love it. At this time, I'd like to thank you for tuning in. And if you're interested in the Vintage Bass Vault podcast and future podcasts, please hit the subscribe button. Thanks.